Are you ready to perform at your highest potential? Welcome to the Performance Matters Podcast from GP Strategies. In each episode, we'll interview industry experts, exploring best practices and innovative insights to help you and your organization improve performance. I'm your host, Jeremy Shear. Hello and welcome to the podcast. My guest today is Katie Bailey, a leadership and talent development consultant with GP Strategies. Katie, it's great to have you on the show. Great to be here, Jeremy. Thank you. So our topic today is creating connection in blended teams. So first, just so we're all on the same page, explain what blended means in this context. Yes, absolutely. So we know that teams could be diverse in a variety of ways. And so when we refer to a blended team, we're really looking at the diversity that pertains to where your team is located or how they do their work. So this does not necessarily just mean geographic diversity, although it can. This really has to do with where your team is located. So when you have a group of people that are co-located or sharing a same physical space, as well as other people who are uh, either sharing uh, other physical space or working virtually or remotely. So when you have a blend of those items where you've got folks co-located as well as located in disparate location. Okay, very good. And so obviously, during this time of COVID, we've been dealing with everyone working remotely, at least for a while. But I think now we're in a period where some people are back at the office, but not everybody. So there's a lot of blending going on. That's correct. Yes. And so it's really good for managers to just be aware of um, some of the nuances that have to do with leading blended teams. um, Because yes, these situations are certainly changing, it seems, by the day, the week, the month lately. Yeah. Let's talk about some of those nuances. What are the biggest challenges for blended teams? Sure. We can frame it in challenges. And I also like to talk about opportunities as well. So yes, there are some distinctions around blended teams that managers really ought to be aware of as they're leading these teams. I think the best way to frame this is to really think about putting yourself in your employee's shoes. So, for example, what are some of the inequities that can occur when you have certain people that are co-located together and then you have others that maybe don't have the benefit of that co-location? So they don't necessarily have the water cooler conversations or just those incidentals that happen when you are co-located with someone and you share that same physical space. So. I think one of the biggest challenges related to that as a manager is figuring out ways to level that virtual playing field and provide equity and that opportunity, both in the social component of the job, as well as the task and uh, work duty part of the job as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So I've noticed that there are a lot of technologies popping up just in the last couple of months Mm -hmm. to help deal specifically with this problem, the sort of the inability to have those water cooler situations. Although I wonder how many offices still actually have a water cooler. I don't know. (laughs) But in any case, we all espresso maker. Sure. We all know what we all know what that means. So how what are some of the solutions that you're seeing that are really working to level the playing field? Yeah, so I would say collaborative technology is probably in a better place than it ever has before. And some of that was happening, I think, prior to COVID, uh, especially since COVID has hit. I think there's been a lot of enhancements to existing technology. So certainly we see clients utilizing platforms like Slack, platforms like Microsoft Teams, 
platforms like Yammer. So things that allow for both synchronous, so that real time as well as maybe asynchronous communication to happen uh, across the team. So some of that is actually reinforcing enterprise-wide solutions that had already been uh, in place or purchased prior to the pandemic. But I think even more so now, there's that reliance of and I think appreciation for some of those collaborative tools in the workplace. Mm -hmm. Beyond the tools, beyond the technology, what strategies do you think uh, managers should be thinking about or putting in play to complement the technologies? Yeah, that's a great question, Jeremy, because technology is really one part of it, right? So you can have the best technology platform in the world, but handled poorly or not utilized in the appropriate or to the maximum benefit way, it can at best be ineffectual and maybe at worst even do harm. Part of what we talk about for leaders that are leading virtual teams is about how do you harness technology appropriately and use it to your benefit and use it to your advantage. So certainly we can talk about that. But I think, again, technology is one piece of it. So I think as a leader, part of it is really um, understanding who your team is and really striving for that equity, again, both in the social component of the team. So the way that the team feels connected, the way that individuals on the team feel valued, as well as some of that task orientation having to do with things like collaborative projects, team meetings and the like. Mm hmm. Talk a little bit more about that social component, because it seems like that might be the trickiest of all insofar as a project or some task, at least that's a kind of a specific thing around yeah. which you might have meetings and so on. But the social stuff is probably happens in the office. It definitely happens a little bit more impromptu. So how do you recreate that when some people are distant? Yes. And the best news for managers here is that this is not impossible to do. It's a little bit more nuanced in the way that you intentionally create the space, because again, you can't take for granted that those interfaces or those interactions are going to happen. We've all heard about things like, oh, managers planning virtual happy hours and virtual escape rooms. And, and those things are great to build that shared experience that contributes to team camaraderie and connection. But it doesn't have to be that that much it doesn't have to be a big thing. And I would actually argue that it's more the, the smaller efforts that managers are making on the day to day basis to forge those connections. There's a variety of ways that those things can happen. Managers certainly taking an interest in their individual team members, spending the time before diving right into business, say in a one on one touch point to really check in and say, how are you? How are things going? What's happening in your world? Really taking that interest in that effort and remembering those things as well. If you find out that you have an employee that really likes to who knows, go to estate sales and that's their thing. And, and you check in on them and maybe you throw that in as part of your check-in as you go forward. Or maybe as you're working with your team members, you discover commonalities across your team that you may not, they may not know of. Connecting people via shared interests in that way. So again, I think the main message here is that it's not overly difficult. It's not really, you know, about planning these grand gestures, but a lot of it can just be in the ways that you're making team members feel included. I'll provide another example if it might help. Sure. And I think it has to do with equity. So think about onboarding a new team member. If you have someone who is coming to an office, a manager or maybe a welcoming committee or someone who might be tasked with decorating that person's desk, providing them with company swag, maybe buying them coffee or taking them out to lunch on their first day to really, again, that involvement or that inclusion and that belonging, uh, welcome to our team. It would be really smart for managers to think about how they would replicate that experience for a virtual or remote 
uh, employee as well. So for example, sending a delivery to the door, a coffee and bagels on the first day, mm-hmm. or a, the sending what would be put on their desk in that way or to them at their home or their office location, arranging for them to meet virtually um, some of their coworkers like they would in an office walk around. I think again, from the smaller social stuff all the way up until up to what you might be doing for your onboarding process, there are opportunities for managers to ensure that equity across your team members, no matter where they might be working. Mm -hmm. And some of these might involve kind of high-tech solutions and some not, as you're saying, something as simple as just a telephone call or sending a little welcoming gift or something like that. Exactly. So what's at stake here, bottom line? What's the risk when you have a blended team and some of the members don't feel as connected as they probably should? Yeah, the risk is really high. I think the biggest risk to think about, we talk about in our work uh, in employee engagement, is that employees can become disengaged and leave the organization or leave the team. Or perhaps even worse, they could become disengaged and stay and think about the drain of what that could do to a team. When you have somebody who is not feeling included, who is not feeling valued, who is not, again, just feeling like they're a part of that team and that organization and what that can do to the overall morale and productivity. So I really think there is a lot at risk when there's an equity in a team, when a manager doesn't demonstrate strong and equitable leadership and they don't cultivate those environments for their team to connect both to them as the manager as well as the larger team as a whole. So I really think for companies that are thinking bottom line, you could lose great talent or you could not get the maximum contribution out of the talent that you have and what a shame that would be. Absolutely. So let's leave our listeners with one final thought, maybe an actionable thought that they can start putting into practice right away to deal with the challenges and opportunities that come from working with blended teams. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a great way to end this session. And I think, so the one message I would like to say is it's not that difficult. It requires a little bit of intention and pre-planning. So I think that one thing that managers could do today is really think about, again, so they understand the makeup of their team, who's co-located, who's not, and really think about some of those touch points that I mentioned when you're onboarded or the types of conversations that you're having with people. Really take an honest assessment of kind of those relationships that you have. And do you find there's any difference in those relationships between the people that you are co-located with or that you may have more physical or geographic proximity to versus those who might be a little bit further away or not co-located. So I think as a manager, taking that honest stock and then where your team is and then being able to put some of those strategies into play. One of my favorite strategies, if people are looking for something, is uh, we call this kind of sharing the burden or sharing the load of team meetings. So for example, if you're separated by a few time zones, sometimes if you're maybe the one person that's in a time zone, three time zones away, you find yourself always having to flex your schedule to join the larger team meeting. As a leader, maybe consider meeting that person where they are and having the rest of the team flex and bend. Those can go a long way for people that are in those disparate locations to say, to really feel like you see me, you feel me, I'm important as well. So just some really simple strategies that can hopefully help as you're leading those uh, virtual and dispersed teams. Yeah, that that sounds great. And This situation isn't going away anytime soon. No. (laughs) For the foreseeable future, teams are going to be blended. So that's, I think it's really useful to think along those lines. Katie, thank you very much for a great discussion. Thank you. And to all our listeners, thanks for tuning in. The Performance Matters podcast is brought to you by GP Strategies, 
Together, we can create a world where business excellence makes possibilities achievable. You can subscribe to the show anywhere you get podcasts and listen on our website at gpstrategies.com slash podcasts.